Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we're listening to you. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate on this lovely Saturday, which is just beautiful out. Uh, I'm here with Katie Sweater-Supar, our financial uh, financial expert, and Andrew Leap, our legal expert, and myself, Dottie Herman, um, I guess the real estate expert. And uh, we also have Dan Sater, who is our credit uh, our credit guest who always comes on and tells us what to do to secure our credit. And Dan, I just want to finish up because I think I was, you know, kind of before the break talking um, about some of the myths of real estate. And so I'm going to continue that after Dan, but I just want to finish up the first one that I talked about, which is uh, the myth that if you price your home and the broker works with you on a price and then you get an offer rather quickly, let's say in the first week, and it's very close to the asking price, then somebody says, well, uh, maybe, uh, did you price it too too low? Is that, uh, that's just a myth, okay? Um, but people do call, and I'm like, well, are you complaining that we got you the price quickly? And, in, you know, with the least amount of, in the least amount of time with, with not any hassle? And then they, they right away question, well, did it come too quick? And maybe I could have gotten more. And I don't know if that's ever, anyone's ever told you that, Sam, but certainly that's a myth because new listings get the most attention. So when a listing comes out and it's brand new, the brokers look at that right away to see what's new out there. They, they've seen a lot of the stuff. If your house or your apartment's been on the market a long time, brokers have seen it. So they're always looking for new things to get the jump and show their clients something that they've never seen. So they're always looking at fresh listings. So if you would have the best chance of getting a price, it's probably in the beginning. After that, inquiries drop off significantly. So uh, the first week on the market is an important week. Also, let's not forget that a buyer's offer is simply a starting point. And there are negotiations that follow. So... Certainly is a myth, and I will continue to talk about some of the myths that people believe that I think are false. Um, but I want to give Diana, who's nice enough to come on our show and give up some of his time. Uh, do you have any credit tips for us today? Oh, sure, absolutely, Dottie. 
Oh, by the way, I've seen that too many times, is when I was in the mortgage industry, when a new property came on, boy, the real estate agents all over the place pushed them. And that's what got the quick offers to people. And a lot of times I've seen that those offers got lower uh, after time, too. Because people think, gee, if it's been on the market for a while, maybe I can get it cheaper. So Right. Well, they say, you're so right, Dan. Or they say, well, what's wrong with this? Why didn't it sell or why did it not sell quicker? So, you know, if you get a good offer and the down payment is good and the terms are, because terms are important, um, and then I, you know, don't, don't think that it's that you sold too low. You can't price it perfectly. And if you list it too high, it could sit there for a long time. So uh, that's certainly a myth. But talking about credit, what yes. what kind of well, – I'm, I'm know, echoing. I don't know why, but I feel like uh, – Yeah, I hear that. I hope I'm not. <laughs> no, you're not. I am. Okay. Well, you know, I, I think one of the things that people should always keep in the back of their mind while preparing to buy a new house is that – there's a, a few things that they they have to pay attention to. Uh, most people go to a real estate agent. They go out looking for a house. They find the house that they really want, and then they go and they find out they have problems when the mortgage lender pulls the credit report. And one of the things that people should do is uh, – you know, at least every six months, I recommend pulling your credit report, not only to protect you from all these uh, um, uh, hits that have been happening with Equifax and all these other uh, credit card companies where uh, your personal information has gotten out there to avoid any identity theft, but to make sure that everything is accurate on the credit report and if there's things that have to be repaired that you have time. And your credit report, by the way, is a snapshot in time, but it's 30 to 45 days old. So you always have to plan in advance. The first thing most people should really do is see a mortgage lender early in the process. Uh, one of the things you'll find is that when they run your, your credit score, you will have the true FICO scoring model because there's a number of them. But they will have the true FICO scoring model that will be used by the mortgage industry. So that's really important to know, not just one that you get from Discover or Capital One or any of these other websites that are out there, because they're not going to be the same score that your mortgage score relies on. And the only other place to get it, if you don't go to a mortgage lender, is MyFICO.com. But at that point... Say that again, MyFICO.com. MyFICO.com, right. And, of course, uh, at that point, you'll probably be able to get a prequalification or, more important, a preapproval from the lender, which is a great bargaining chip when you go out and you compete against other lenders. Dan, well, I thought I heard you point. say something. Dan, I want to just emphasize, because I think I heard you say something. I want to make sure I heard you right. It takes 45 days to fix a problem. Is that what you said? No. I said it takes the, – the, when you pull a credit report – that's okay. a snapshot that's about 30 to 45 days old. To fix okay. the problem can take a number of months. Some things oh, really? can be fixed pretty quickly. But, yeah, it's, it's a process because when you send out disputes and you try to challenge things, they have 30 days to answer. So you twiddle your thumbs in the time that you send out the dispute until the time that they respond to you before you know what's happening. So even if I'm thinking about maybe buying six months from now, I want to go to that myfreecreditreport.com, and then if there's an issue, contact someone like yourself. Is that what I'm getting? No, you mean my FICO? Uh, 
Oh, myfico.score.com. So I should be going to myfico.score. Say it nope. again. No. Nope. Myfico.com. Myfico.com. I check it, and if something's a red flag, I should deal with it, even if I'm not trying to buy for months from now. Yes. Yes. And, and matter of fact, a lot of the pages that you get from them will have four, five, or six different. FICO scores that are used for different industries, for the mortgage, for the bank card, for auto loans. So you'll see the different scores that are used, the scoring models, I should say, and their scores for each one of those different industries. So it's a great place to get an idea of exactly where you are uh, and exactly uh, an idea of what you need to do. And how much time should I budget one, Well, let me just make one good point uh, that Dan uh, mentioned uh, Prior, when you're nego- when we're negotiating a deal and we're presenting someone's offer, um, I've always told sellers, you know, you can't only look at the price; you have to look at the terms and you have to look at the down payment. And if you've had your credit checked and your credit's good and you've had that done, um, then we can tell the seller, you know, their credit's been checked and Ace and Citizens Bank has qualified them for a mortgage, meaning. You know what? They they can go wherever they want for a mortgage, but we've qualified them, and the bank has a, knows they're getting they can get a mortgage for this amount to buy your home, and so that's a safer bet than just guessing whether someone's credit is good or not. So it's a negotiating tool that if you're up against another close offer, obviously if you're the seller, you're going to pick the one that's got all that credit checked on and has a mortgage commitment. Um, so it really helps you in negotiating also, which is important. Dottie, I just wanted to pick up on that because when I was in the mortgage industry, I was called to a real estate office on a Sunday because my buyer uh, put in a bid along with four other people, and they didn't know who they would, were going to accept. And so I went down there, and he would put down a 5% down offer. And she goes, well, we got another one that's 20% down. Why should we take his? And I said, I've seen all his banking records and his income records. I went through everything. He's qualified, and it's almost ready to go to an underwriter. This guy's solid. His income's there. His credit's there. Everything's in line. They took my guy over the other four. Right. So it really is a lot. It's important. And as I said, you know, it's important whether you're buying a home, whether you're renting. I mean, uh, you know, when you're renting something, they're going to check your credit, whether you're buying a, a a car. I mean, so credit rules, you should be on top of it because unfortunately, I don't know how you can avoid hackers these days. I don't know how much you can protect yourself. I mean, unless you don't use the internet at all. I mean, so I, you know, I don't know that it's not going to become a common thing. And I don't know, Dan, but someone told me that the, you know, like with Equifax and all these hackers that have all these accounts and all your information, they're going to wait a year or two until everybody forgets about it and then do it, you know, and then. Oh, wow. So I That's don't know. That's what I you know. would do. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the your social security is not going to change. Your name's not going to change. Your date of birth is not going to change. There's no immediate need for them to go out and do something. But with a credit card, it's a little different because you can change that number on the credit card pretty quickly. But on, on the standard things, most of those aren't going to change, so they can be used down the road three, four, five years from now. Well, I hear this commercial, Dan. I don't know who it's from, but, but they say, well, you know, if the banks get hacked, they have all your information about your 
your mortgage and all your information and that they could go and use that information and take equity loans out on your property that you don't even know about and then you're wiped out. Yeah, yeah, those things happen too. Well, so, but is there any way you can protect yourself? It's the only way is what you're saying to do to check your credit a couple of times, like three or four months, every three or four months. And then when should somebody call you, Dan? When when should they be in touch with Dan and how do they reach you? Well, the first thing they should do is they should always pull pull their credit each year. I recommend twice a year in in this uh, economy and everything else. Um, But when they do it, if they see a mistake, they see accounts they don't recognize, um, there's something that's lowering their credit score and they're about to make a major purchase for a car, for real estate, uh, that's the time to uh, check in with me. And they can reach me at creditguy at yahoo.com. Creditguy at yahoo.com. Right. And also through my website at creditscoringadvisor.com. Yes. And thank you, Dan, so much. And let me tell you before Dan leaves that I forgot the number, but there are so many mistakes that are just accidental mistakes that somebody put the wrong numbers. So you might find that you don't get a great mortgage rate because you might get credit but you might have gotten a better rate on your mortgage or better interest rate if you had better credit. And some of them are just, Dan, isn't there just a tremendous amount of mistakes that just are Oh, just yeah. Mistakes? Well, the Federal Trade Commission did a, a study just about two years ago and found that 25% of all consumers have, have mistakes on their credit report. And uh, it doesn't wow. take much to damage your credit scores. Right. So if I were you... I would call Dan if I have any problems, and I would make sure that over the weekend, I know we get busy and we don't do it, I would check my credit. And you can reach us at 866-970-9622. Thank you so much, Dan, and have a great weekend. Oh, my pleasure. You too. Oh, thank you. Now, we were going to – I'm going to give you a few because there's so many selling myths, and then I'm going to talk with Ace about that, uh, the interest rates. Uh, but we were so then another myth I you know and I'll give you a couple every week is that when you price a home, I'm gonna ask you and ace that question now. When you price a home, should you allow some wiggle room? Should you price it on the money? Should you allow some wiggle room meaning when I say wiggle room meaning price it higher than you really want so that you could lower the price and make someone think they have a good deal? What are your thoughts on that? I'm just curious. So I can tell you, Dottie, whenever I'm dealing with a deal, everyone wants a deal. So we actually do a course in my school called Strategic Negotiating. And what we tell people to do is you need to have a realistic number but you, that you want to take away, but you don't need to tell anyone that, but you might want to price it a little higher. But when you say that, you have to be realistic to the market. So you should not price it higher than the market. You should price it where you think you're going to end up. What I mean by that, and you mentioned this on, I think, last week's show, go check out other people's listings in the community. That's what you said. And yes. see what their, what their numbers are. And I can want all the money in the world. I have to live in reality. But if you think you're going to get exactly what you listed at, you're living in a false land because most times people are going to give you a lower offer. And I usually say don't go more than 10% higher. 10% is really that number where people stop making you the offer. What do you think, Ace? Yeah, it's, it's like the art of the deal, right, um, Andrew? So 
I think to your point, it really depends on the market that you're in. If we were in a seller's market, I would have a different strategy. But today, since we're in a buyer's market, I agree with you, Andrew. You have to price correctly, but everybody wants a deal, right? So they're going to... They're going to offer you a lower price than what you first put your your listing on. So just keep a rule of thumb. I think 10% is is ideal, Andrew. And you really have to price correctly in this marketplace if you want to move your inventory. So, Yeah, otherwise it will become stale. And I don't think there's a science, okay? So I'm just going to tell you what my feeling is. And I've been in the business a long enough time. There's no rule. But if 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 you... And I tell the brokers, don't argue with the seller. We're not in an argument. We're a team. Now, if you, um, that's why I tell them, let's go look at your competition because it's not what I'm going to tell you. It's what's on the market at this point in time that somebody can buy that's similar. Now, if you have no competition and you're the only guy in town, nobody else wants to sell, you might get more. Uh, But you need as a seller to look in the eyes of a buyer and, you know, not be a seller that says, oh, my house is great, 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 great. You know, just look and look at, you know, what somebody can get and then price accordingly. And then I always put a yellow piece and I say to people, ideally, how quickly do you want to sell? So oh, important. well, I don't need to sell, Dottie. I'll, I need to get my price. If I don't get my price, I'm not selling. Well, the buyer doesn't care what you need to get. I said, but if you want to overprice it like that, maybe you need a five-year plan, and hopefully your house will grow <laughs> into that number. Uh, but, you know, there are strange things that have happened. I mean, once in a while you'll see something that sold that I thought sold higher than I, I thought it would. Uh, you know, it's not a science, but generally I think a rule of thumb is you want to price you know, close to the price. You don't want it to sit on the market uh, because it becomes stale. Uh, stale. Now, also, you need to really, no matter what anyone tells you, I, I, I have had sellers who say, I just want to sell it as is. Well, I, you don't have to spend a lot of money, and if you want to sell it and it needs repairs, fine. But you still should depersonalize your home, you should get all the clutter out. You should, you know, get that furniture you don't need, the artwork on your refrigerator. Uh, it is not your personal space anymore when you're selling it. Nobody is buying your stuff. Uh, so you're opening up to the public. You want to show its best face. Uh, and, Dottie, wanna... with, the clutter, uh, with the clutter, they can't even do a home inspection if you have clutter everywhere. I don't know if everyone knows, when you hire a licensed home inspector, they only inspect accessible aspects of the house. So when you have all your boxes in the attic, in the crawl spaces, they can't even see if there's mold back there. So it's going to be a whole barrier because the buyer is going to say, listen, I need another inspection because I can't see anything. So it's not only to sell it, you're going to have to declutter it anyway. Might as well get the premium dollar at the beginning. That's true. Um, you know, another myth is, you know, sometimes you've done a lot of work and you, you've done your ki- and you think your house looks perfect and uh, you have certain attachments to things. If the broker tells you do this, this, and that, they're usually going to be correct because remember, again, uh, the seller knows what buyers are looking for and what you love might be something that's personal to you but not to the majority of buyers. So I would really tell you that the broker plays a very important part uh, in pricing and also in helping you figure out how best to show your home. 
Um, I think they're going to make us take a break, and we'll be right back. We'll finish up some more myths, and then Ace can talk about what's the future for mortgage rates and should you hold out. We'll be right back, 866-970-9622. Hi, I'm Steve Adubato. Every Sunday, Steve Adubato's Leadership Hour brings you valuable tips on how to become a better leader. I'll also interview leaders in government, business, and other arenas. So catch me, Steve Adubato, Sundays at 2 p.m. for the Leadership Hour, right here on AM 970. You and your family are always on the go. Work, school, errands, and activities often keep us away from our home. Missing important calls at home can be annoying and inconvenient. Now, your important home telephone number can be as mobile as you are. OurOldNumber.com allows calls to your home telephone number to forward on to any member of your family, no matter where they are. Callers to your home number hear a personal greeting from you. Then, they select which member of the family they'd like to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded on to that family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy or install, no long-term commitments, and it's only $9.99 per month. And best of all, those pesky sales calls can't get through. Go to OurOldNumber.com. That's OurOldNumber.com. And learn how to make your home telephone number as mobile as you are. You'll be glad you did. Go to OurOldNumber.com. That's OurOldNumber.com. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Your life is an important one. Here at AM 970 The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges, and every day it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world that is truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we'd love for you to tell us about it. Here's what we want you to do. Visit am970theanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or a mobile device and share your story with us. Here's the best part. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. So share your story today. Visit am970theanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's am970theanswer.com, keyword story. In the most highly anticipated football game in 20 years, the Orange hosts the reigning champs as Clemson makes its way to the Dome Saturday night. The action starts with a pregame show at 6.30, kickoff at 7.30. Right here on New York's home for Syracuse University football. AM 970, The Answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back and we're talking about um, some of the myths of real estate. And I tell everyone, 
uh, not to just throw your home on the market. You might not want to fix the repairs. A lot of people say, look, I don't want to do the work, but at least clean it up, have the windows. I mean, give it clean, get the clutter out. Uh, if you can, paint the walls white. Uh, you'd be surprised. Open the windows, let light get in. Be, and, and, and I also find that younger buyers, I mean, I, you know, I've been in the business a while, so uh, years ago uh, people would come in and they'd say, oh, you know what, I'm going to wait. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll buy this home now and we'll do the kitchen in a couple of years and then we'll, you know, we'll put the patio out in the five years. And they were willing to kind of wait. But the millennial generation's a bit different, I think. Uh, I know. And they're not so willing to wait. They want things done now, and they like to buy something that's pretty up-to-date. They would rather not do any work, yeah. and they would rather be done so they don't have to deal with it. So assuming that a lot of your buyers are going to be millennials, uh, which is probably you know anywhere from their mid-20s to kind of they're getting into their late 30s, I guess, 37, 38. Those buyers that are going to be probably looking at your home are going to want it to be better. So uh, if you want to be competitive, I would tell you that there's your home doesn't look perfect unless the broker tells you that. Listen to your broker. It, they really know what sellers, what buyers want. And if it's not too much money and you can afford to do it, but you can always afford to do some, prepare your home for sale. Put its best foot forward. And, and Dottie, just to add on that too, to make the home a little bit more appealing and for less cost, you can, you can actually convert your home into a smart home. And a lot of the uh, millennial buyers, they love having, you know, I guess, control on the tip of their fingers. So, you know, and, and it's a really cheap cost to, to create. Well, yes, and I, that's a really good point. I mean, if you look at what millennials like, those gadgets, and they like smart homes, yeah. and it's not that expensive, but a lot of people who are older probably don't know how to do it. So what would you recommend? To go to the broker and have the broker yeah. tell you how to do it? Every single broker in today's marketplace knows how to convert a home into a smart home. So you can just contact a real estate agent and tell them, hey, I want to convert my home into a smart home and there's also other eco-friendly things that you can do too so I mean, it's uh it's very important to millennials in today's marketplace Ace, beyond eco-friendly i got to tell you the smart home i'm actually in the market right now i want to get that smart sprinkler system yes. you know how i can't figure out how to work my sprinkler timer i keep <laughs> fighting with it and it goes on like at two in the afternoon I, I don't know how to do it but there's apparently one now that you can do on your app and you just say on yeah you oh. just set the timer you can you can on on demand on command right so oh i need that yeah, on command I need that. I mean, because like mine goes body. off in the middle of an. I don't know when mine goes off. I should with my car. I can't figure it out. But don't they set the the old fashioned way? Isn't they set it and then they change the settings? Or so now you can do it yourself. Is that what you're saying? There's an app. You can do it yourself, Dottie, and you don't need to like speak sprinkler code. Like I've tried. I went in my basement the other day. My wife was goes, as you were just saying, the sprinkler was sprinkling her car, and she goes, "I just got the car washed, and now the sprinkler's got it." So I go downstairs to try and figure out how to like. And you need to have like a secret decoder ring. And so I'm Googling <laughs> online, and there's this new sprinkler thing, as Ace was just saying, with an app, and you just write, "I want it on between." It says like Monday, and you write. 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. And you just pick which one you want. And it's so intuitive. Like, you don't need to, like, be a rocket scientist to work it. I'm in the market right now, Ace. Do you have a recommendation, or should I just keep searching? I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you an email. 
I'll definitely give you a Please do, because yeah. I need this. My wife, yes. oh, you're going to make me a hero at home when our <laughs> car's shiny. For sure. Oh, and, and, and then I want to talk to Ace. One other thing, we talked about a little in the beginning of the show. I think Andrew talked about these bonus rooms. And so the myth is that in order to be considered a bedroom, a room must have a closet. That's true, <laughs> right? I mean, Ace, if there's, would the bank consider a room a bedroom if it has no window? No. So the, requ- the requirement is that if you want to consider a bedroom, it has to have a window. So. Okay, so remember that. Or if you're listening... Dottie, I've been involved in lawsuits with this. People buy a house, right? right. And they say it's a three-bedroom. It's actually in the city a lot. And you, you, they actually do have a window, Ace. But the window opens to a wall because it's a lot line window. Ah. And after they move in, they find out they really only have a two-bedroom, and it's all priced off. And all I can tell everyone is it's not a problem until it's a problem. And it sounds like it doesn't matter until the buyer gets real disgruntled and they go after the seller and everyone else. And you don't want this drama in your life. Well, none of that, you know, it's false advertising. And also, you know, somebody, if they do due diligence, is going to find out. And if they have to get a mortgage, I mean, if you have an all-cash buyer, well, but if they have to get a mortgage, the mortgage, the people, I mean, Ace, aren't they going to send an appraiser to figure out that it's not a real room? They will. They will. They'll figure figure it out pretty quickly, too, Dottie. So. Yeah. So 866-970-9622. Um, I will get back to some of that, but I just want to make sure we cover this um, also uh, because it's important. Now, I talked in the beginning of the show, and there's a lot of talk you hear it all over, that interest rates are going to go down again. And mortgage rates can be headed lower after mounting pressure on the Federal Reserve to make historic rate cuts. Now, what are we at now, Ace? About three-something? Yeah, we're at 3.5 on a 30-year fix. Uh, okay, so. so that could bring the rates down to what? Three, maybe three, three, three. But he, but Trump's, I mean, look, I don't want to say what he said, but I think maybe he called the Fed's boneheads. Yeah, but he, he said <laughs> he wants, I mean, he did. Okay, but like, you know, all right. Um, he wants to cut rates below zero. Yeah. Now, can you explain to our listeners what that really means uh, uh, when you say that I'm cutting rates, I want to cut rates below zero? So, so I think what our listeners need to understand is, is that a 30-year fixed rate is, is considered a long-term rate, rate, right? So that's 3.5%. But the key rate, the Fed's key rate, we're, we're sitting on 2%, 2 and a quarter, And that's what um, Donald Trump, what the president means when he's saying he wants to cut the key rate. So let's just say right now the key rate is two and a quarter. The the government is looking to bring that down to zero. Zero. What does that mean for all of our listeners? The bank still needs to make money, so I don't think we're going to see a zero percent interest rate, right? So what we're going to see is a decrease in long term rates, which could go from three and a half to possibly below three. But more wow. important, but more importantly. If we go well, it into, could go to three. It could possibly, it right? It could go to three or even below three, Dottie. Right? And so. listen, guys, what do I tell you? It's <laughs> like free money. Free money. If you are in the market to do anything, it is the time to buy. The market's, well, it's moving along. It's not bad. It's not good. It's kind of kind of uneventful. I'll use it at that. Um, so, and, and, and it's preemptive measures, right, Dottie? Because what, what we don't want is our country to go into a recession. So what the president is basically saying is with lower interest rates, it's going to 
really encourage a lot of our consumers to spend more, borrow more, and take a little bit more risk instead of just being on the fence, right? So it's, it's supposed to stimulate the economy. Now, one thing that we can go into is a negative um, sort of interest rate environment where now the, you know, we're, we're actually going to be getting paid to borrow money. So that Excuse me? Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. Wait, mean? Andrew, did yeah. you hear that? <laughs> Andrew, did you hear that? I just that, heard Dottie? getting paid. Uh, I, I want <laughs> you to know, Dottie, I was, I was like thinking about something. I don't know. Sometimes you're daydreaming, and I heard getting paid, getting and I just want to go back to that. <laughs> We're going to get paid. No, but look, I think. The, I think wait, wait. Repeat yeah. that again. They might even think of below so zero. If we go below zero, then what does that, you know, it, it in essence means that the government will be paying us to borrow, you know, um, I guess money against yeah against. How do I sign up? How do I sign up? I well, want to go. Look, on. I, I want to just preemptively say <laughs> that you know they will take other precautions and other necessary, um, I guess, measurements before they even talk about going to. Now, negative. guys, you have to hear that I borrowed money to buy my first house at like fifteen percent, and I think yeah. I took a five-year adjustable. You don't realize the rates. Like I would have never believed the rates would ever come to this. This is a wonderful time if you have anything or any money or any thoughts. Really don't wait. Now, let me ask you the night. I know we have listeners that are calling, so just hold on. I just have to finish this thought. So now, Ace, Andrew, you said you're looking for something. If I'm looking for a property and I want to buy, should I hold off? Dottie, let me tell you something. I've been talking to a lot of people, right, and I'm telling you, this is probably the biggest opportunity of our of our lifetimes right now, right? The next 12 to 24 months, we'll have amazing, amazing opportunities. Mark my word, we're not going to see an environment like this for many years to come. So for those of us that are on the fence, that are looking to buy, you know, I would say within the next 12 to 24 months, jump in and, you know, just... Just really, really do your research in the marketplace, but there will be tremendous opportunities in the next 12 months to 24 months. I really, guys, I'm telling you, I never believed that this could happen. And usually if it happens, it happens in a horrible economy, you know? The the, the markets, you we're, know, we're the economy, economy seems too. to be pretty yeah. good. I mean, again, it depends on who you ask. I, I want to finish that thought, but let me take a quick question from Tom from the Bronx. Hi, Tom. Thanks for calling I on Real Estate say this. I'd like to say this, that I Wait, wonder Tom, you're going to have it, to hold your thought because they're making a commercial break right this moment. So, Tom, just stay on the line and then you can tell us what you'd like to tell us and tell the listening audience. We'll be right back. Stay on the line, Tom. This weekend on Champions of Justice, you'll hear about a political attack on our system of justice that could have canceled your right to a trial by jury and about a corporation that brazenly polluted the Ohio River Valley. Tom Girardi talks with attorney Mike Papantonio, who hosts his own national legal radio show. You'll hear how trial attorneys are affecting change. Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. 
Here at Honig Conti Perino Insurance, our number one priority when it comes to small business insurance is to listen to you. We will customize a policy that will protect your business. Call Honig Conti Perino today at 212-777-7113 or visit honigconti.com. That's H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino Insurance. Protecting your business is their business. Something you need to know about Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners. They're on a mission to help as many people as possible to get out of pain. They've been a consistent sponsor of this show. In radio, sponsors come and go. They, they may even stay for a year or so. And then they're gone. Not so with Relief Factor. Pete and Seth are consistent year after year. Why? Because tens of thousands of people are now taking Relief Factor every day for their back and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, etc. And now they're in less or no pain at all. That's the truth. I'd like you to try it. Three-week quick start is just $19.95. In three weeks, you'll know if it works. How's that? Is that a great thing or what? Cancel if it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's the best nineteen ninety five you will have spent. That's the quick start, relieffactor.com. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors and Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills, and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free and all close to you. So come to Connors and Sullivan's free seminars. On Tuesday, September 24th at Lenny's Clam Bar, 161-03, Cross Bay Boulevard in Howard Beach at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. On Wednesday, September 25th at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. at Connolly's Corner, 71-17 Grand Avenue in Maspeth. And on Friday, September 25th, at the Adria, 221-17 Northern Boulevard in Bayside at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Can't go to any Connors & Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Plan now for later. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're listening to I on Real Estate, and we were on the line with Tom from the Bronx. Hi, Tom. So I didn't, we didn't get a chance to hear your, your question or what you want yeah, to talk about. Well, I'd so. like to say this. When some characters are trying to buy property, let's say, and the individual in question in a particular bank, uh, regular bank like Chase, and they uh, they should clear it with the bank first, and then the and then depositors like myself should sign some kind of a paper with the bank. That's saying that I do not have any, uh, I don't have any uh, situation where I'm borrowing money. I, uh, I don't ha- I don't have that condition, and I'm not buying any property. I wait, mean, why so I'm, can't I'm, they- I'm losing. Wait, wait, 
I'm losing what you're what you're trying to say. So you're yeah, saying that words, somebody. In other words, they should clear any characters that are trying to buy property on somebody else's money. Oh, oh, when I talked about fraud, right, right, right. Yeah, it's well, right. They should be cleared with the bank. In other words, to say, is this individual really buying property, uh, or does he have uh, credit cards, mysterious credit cards that you don't have? As if I sign the paper, I do not have any credit cards. They would know immediately that these individuals are frauds, and I don't know why they don't go after them. It just seems like the the depositors become the villains in the story, and then you have individuals chasing people with. Uh, they say, "Oh, you you were buying this property, or you have these credit cards you didn't pay." when you never even took out any credit right, cards. Right, right. I, I, it's a problem, and I do think that uh, it's going to continue to grow, and I really would love to, you know, follow up with this and see if I can get somebody on the show, if there's any way that we really can protect ourselves better. But I also think that, you know, the banks probably have to be more diligent. I mean, I know they call when they'll say to me, oh, you have a dollar charge. And, of course, nobody really charges a dollar. So that's usually what somebody's doing when they're trying to hack. But I don't know, Andrew, is there anything that you know that you can really, you think the so we use a, be- uh, I'm actually, unfortunately, Dottie, I'm very familiar with this. And I'm familiar because I've had multiple of my business accounts hacked. Actually, just this week we were hacked on our Iola account, and we had to deal with it on that. Um, it happens often. So as you were saying, and I think this was the most important part, it's a dollar charge. It's a $100 charge. It's a random charge they test to see if you're watching. And if you alert your bank right away, they'll give you a write back. And then I've dealt with FBI, actually, about people using people's names in my office, et cetera. And there's some monitoring companies you can do. And I highly recommend that listeners, particularly those in business, get fraud alert monitoring. And you can pay for these. And we use a bunch of these companies. And I get alerts all the time. And I'll say, hey, listen, this is a problem. And beyond that, for just the average listener, most credit cards will do this. I get calls. I don't know if you've ever been in CVS, and I'm trying to buy the medicine, and they go, you got to call up your Citibank and tell them it's okay because you haven't been in the CVS before. And I'm like, but I'm sick, and I need the medicine. And they, they make you watch. So I think it's coming from three different angles. Number one, I think everyone has to be vigilant and read your credit card bill. Number two, there's companies out there that you can pay, and they'll tell you if there's any fraud alerts or anything else. And number three, as the um, listener is saying, and he's so right, banks are inquiring more, especially with the credit cards. Thank you, Tom. And they do have to All do right. it. All right. Thank you. Thing. Thank you, Daddy, for taking have the a, call. Thanks. Have a great weekend, Tom. I have Rosalie from Staten Island. Hi, Rosalie. Hey, Dottie. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks. I have a question. Um, a few months ago on a Sunday news show, um, the host made reference that President Trump and his finance advisor, I forgot his name, uh, Mnuchin, was thinking about eliminating the capital gains tax uh, when people sell investment property. How true is that? <laughs> So the way I'll address that is, and this is the way to do with everything, the word thinking about means absolutely nothing, zero, zilch, kapui, and I'll tell you why. It's not done from the executive branch. So the fact that Trump and Mnuchin want to do it is irrelevant. A tax is going to be legislation, and you're going to have to get 
Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell on the same page. And if you can do that, you can probably solve the entire um, issue in the Middle East, because Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell are like on two diametrically opposed ends of the spectrum. So I could tell you Trump, Mnuchin could want whatever they want, but until Pelosi and McConnell get on the same page, it's not happening. Really? But they were talking about that the president has the right to uh, change the tax code. Would that be considered legislation? Well, I don't know if he has the right, but if if you see what's happening, and I think, you know, I try not to get too much into politics, not because I'm not interested in it, just because I know, you know, we become very polarized by them. But truthfully, they can't agree on anything. So if one says it's black, then the other is going to say it's white. Um, The capital gains tax, I would believe that that would be something that he might want to do and would... But I, as I think Andrew said, I don't, I don't see them going along with anything. So I, I you know, I kind of think we're in a bad place in the sense that you know, it's not even what's good for the country or what's good. It's kind of like nobody wants to agree to anything. So I think that's bad. So to answer your question, Rosalie, though, it exists in um, Chapter 26 of the U.S. Code. So capital gains taxes in the U.S. Code, and U.S. Code is considered legislation. What Trump can do is called regulations. So what happens is that there's different branches of the government, and we have the uh, legislative branch, and they create what's called legislation. And you can't do any executive work, meaning regulations, unless there's something called enabling legislation. And I can tell you right now, they all going to have to get along. And I'm just going to shift a little because I think this is a great exercise on politics. Ready? Here's what I tell everyone to do. Listen to MSNBC for five minutes, then Fox Uh News for five minutes, then MSNBC (laughs) for five minutes, then Fox News for five minutes. And you'll see that these people think the world is two different planets. And until they're aligned, there's going to be no legislation. No, and you know what? And I do that. that. I'm an insomniac. I've said that a million times. I can't sleep, so I'm up. And, we, and so I listen to CNN, CNBC, and Fox. And again, you would you would feel that you're listening to completely different stories. And it's really gotten to a yeah. point where I think the public, whether you're, whatever your political preference is, is fed up with all the BS that's going on because no one's really thinking about what's best for the public. And, of course, you can You're have right. a different – and you can have different points of view. And, I, again, you know, I, I say to everyone, listen, you know, you, you, you can go to other countries where if you have a different view, they'll, they'll you know, they'll put you in jail. So they'll it's, kill you. Yeah, yeah. So we're lucky that we can have it. But there, it looks like that – People just won't agree, I mean, on anything, and I think that that's really pretty sad. And I, But, Rosalie Dottie, I heard the best part, Dottie. You're up like I am in the middle of the night, so when are we going to start this Scrabble game in the middle of the night? Because oh, I, can't I, play, I have anymore. all my I, – I have all my – I have my words with friends. I have all my stuff because You're I can't sleep. You're addicted, too. Yes, and I, I have – and, you know, something I have, you know, um, it's really weird – I, I always said if I was doing a, a thesis or something, I would do it on what on how relationships work. Now, I've been playing words with friends for so many years, and I know I never met any of the people that are play with me. I never talked to them, uh, but I know their routine. I know who goes on at 12 and who's on at 2 o'clock in the morning, the people that come on, and they have little pictures. So... Uh, 
one time there was a woman that I've been playing with. I have never met her. Her name is the same name as me. So outside, and I saw that she wasn't on for a while. And so when she came back, I'm like, "Where have you been?" I noticed yeah. you weren't there. And she wrote, "Oh, my mom got sick, and I whatever." But it's funny that I've never spoken to anybody, but you feel like you know these people after a while. And I'm always want, and I want to play with the ones that are good. Like, you know, I go, oh, that's an easy guy. I'm going to win him. But I, these guys are good. It's funny, but that's what I, I, I don't, you know, I think it's, it keeps me, uh, otherwise I'd have to listen to television. I can't, and I can't listen to the politics anymore. It's gotten a little bit crazy. But to your it's point. Exhausting. Yeah, to your point, I, I think all people have to listen. I, I think that everything is kind of slanted, that you, you really don't get news that's really news anymore. You just get like. It's all tribal. And, and, you know, and it's fine to say this is my opinion, okay, and this is what I think. Uh, but I don't think anyone presents anything that way. So I, I it's unfortunate. Here's my idea. I, I, I have don't an idea. know I have an idea. the solution. You What's gave the an idea. idea? I, I, I'm going to give you a solution. We're going to make Pelosi and McConnell play words with friends with each other, and then they're going to feel for <laughs> each other in the middle of the night. What do you oh, think? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's we, a good we idea. We can solve the whole issue. They should play words with friends at 3 in the morning. Yeah, and then maybe they'll get along. Everyone will get along. Then they'll get along. They'll know each other's face from the picture. It will be perfect. That's true. I don't know anything. You know what? I think anything is possible. But I think that for all of these elected officials, it's getting to a point where I think the public in general is sick of it. Okay? Absolutely. Sick of it. So I, hope- I want to go back to Rosalie for one second, though, and just go to her yeah. question so everyone understands. When you're making a decision, it goes to Ace's point about interest rates as well. You can't do a decision based on what may be tomorrow. You can only make a decision of what is today. We can all dream or hope, but there's so many different angles we can go down of what legislation is going to be or what interest rates are going to be. Right now, there is capital gains tax. Right now, the interest what is rates the capital are capital gains tax exactly? It is... Um- Oh, they're going to stop So us. there's not – do you want to hit this when we get back? Well, hurry or no, up, we're all running we're, out. Because Rosalie is – we're going to get cut off. Hurry up. Hurry. So there's yeah. none in New York State to answer your question. Federally, there's capital gains tax, and it ranges to percentage. So the percentage federally – I'm just going right here so I can go on to it for everyone. And federal capital gains tax goes up to 20%. There's also an additional tax that could go a little higher. But what you're going to do is you're going to do a 1031 exchange if it's commercial property and defer that. And best news right. of all, and IRC, maybe a lot of sellers who they don't they just want to sell and bank the money. So here's the answer. IRC 121 says Wait, a married Andrew, couple saves 500,000. You why don't you finish this? Finish it next week, Andrew. Will you talk about this next week and finish up on this? What a great topic. Great topic. 866-970-9622. Have a great Great day.